0: And welcome to After the Flag here from Le Mans in France, where we've just watched uh, round five of the MotoGP World Championship and our first flag-to-flag race. We knew it was coming eventually in four years. What a dramatic day at the office, Simon. I could barely remember everything that's just happened there, but incredible day of action.
1: Yeah, um, really testing. I've got to say the whole weekend was super testing for the mechanics, especially I just wanted to... Put a word in for them because it's been a nightmare for them, changing back and forward settings and wheels, and and preparing for bikes to come in and swap. And yeah, really hard. Plus all the crashes.
0: In an extraordinary day here uh, in Le Mans, where the race looked like it was going to be bone dry at one point. Um, The sun came out. We started with slick tyres with Fabio Quattararo uh, in pole position. Ultimately here today, though, it's Jack Miller victorious again. Unbelievable, isn't it? Having waited all that time for race victories, he wins here today. But there's so many tales to this story here today, of course, with the rain then affecting the race, but riders coming in, Jack taking a 2 Uh, Long lap penalties as well for speeding in pit lane. I mean, where do we even begin to try and analyse what's just happened out there?
1: I think the most important thing I'd say is Jack was fast in the dry. He was, you know, leading, fighting for the lead. And he was fast in the wet. So nobody can take away from, you know, you know what I'm saying? Often you can say a wet race or someone different won, but he was fast in both.
0: It was. Uh, he's joined on the podium here today. If you haven't tuned into the race yet, it's well worth a look. Uh, he was joined by uh, Joanne Zarco and Fabio quattararo the two Frenchmen. There's so much more to it than that when you dig a little deeper. Uh, when they went in for the wet tyres, they had to come in first of all, Simon. I mean, it was absolutely chucking down. There was, was no option.
1: Terrifying, you know, to be out there on slicks in those conditions. I was just going, oh, no, you know, somebody's... You know, it could have been a lot worse. And then they all headed in, uh, swapped bikes. And it was quite interesting, the different choices of tyres, you know, because that came into it. Uh, like Jack having that softer rear with the medium front, obviously, was a faster get-go, you know, get-started than uh than Zaka, you know, which came back at the end. It was a very similar choice in the end, but only because conditions changed. Fabio having the reverse as Jack, soft front. Medium rear, really, really odd day. In the early
0: stages uh, in the the dry part of the race, it was Jack that managed to get the early advantage. He was joined by Fabio. Maverick Vinales also initially got off to a good start. But just as you called from pit lane, Simon, that it was starting to spit, Mark Marquez started to show some old colours again and started floating his way forward.
1: Actually, a few of us have been talking about it the night before. If it came down to a flag-to-flag race, wet conditions especially, we thought Mark would be good because he's got more experience um, than most of his rivals that he's out there fighting and also he was strong in the wet he wasn't going to match the guys in the dry but he was in the wet and uh, real shame he fired it down the road but yeah it, it seems really hard to stay on that bike at the moment and especially in these conditions yeah he came
0: into pit lane elbow to elbow almost uh, we're watching here just some footage back this is when that it was, was dry on pass. the opening lap yeah
1: brave pass on uh, nakagami he did oh yeah. there you
0: go there's the crash
1: and you know lucky to get away with it with that injury it was on, it looked like on his right shoulder blade in the end didn't it like a really hard landing horrible there's no saving it this rear just totally let go, fired him over the top. Ouch. He managed
0: to rejoin the circuit and was making good progress. He was one of the fastest guys on circuit again. But then ultimately, I went and crashed again. And that was at the end of the day. Here is the other crash downhill into turn six. Simon
1: yeah, lost the front. He had uh, medium medium, which Zarko had and Shame he threw it away here because he would have come back like Zarko did at the end as it dried. Do you think that that's down to purely
0: just set up? He's not ready. Do you think he got a bit carried away and excited there out on circuit or I, not?
1: I, I don't think so. I don't think carried away. It, he obviously doesn't have the feel mm. of the bike because that's what it comes down to. as rider right, confidence comes from feel. And this he's not got that field confidence in his bike at the moment for whatever reason and uh, I think that's what it is more than anything. Uh, Jack Miller um, a fantastic
0: effort from him of course after he got the two long lap penalty I think everyone would have been forgiven for thinking that's his chance of winning a race over but his speed over Fabio Quattaroro was just unbelievable.
1: Yeah and that was wet at the time wasn't it and he like I said, he was fast in the dry fighting for the lead and then went out and really good in the wet. So is uh, no taken away from Jack. Jack was, Jack was the man today.
0: Well, uh, speaking of the man, here he is. Yeah, yeah, in I'm as right. many weeks, two weeks now it has been since we spoke to him after Harath where it was a roller coaster of emotions. I'm sure he's delighted to be back uh, with Matt Burr. Over to you, mate.
2: Yeah, thanks a lot, Steve. Uh, Jack, you kept us waiting, I think, over 1,700 days between your win in Aston 2016 and your first win for Ducati in Jareth a couple of weeks ago. Now here we are in two weeks, back-to-back wins in what was a crazy race, Jack. Bike swaps, different changing conditions, a double long lap penalty, yet here you are with another 25 points and right back in championship contention.
3: Yeah, I mean, it was a a hectic race from the beginning. I was just able to get out in front. I said to the boys, I just want to get out in front off the start, and then just manage if Maverick or somebody come past, I was happy for him too, and then just sort of tag along behind them and see where the pace goes. And if I sit behind someone, the temperature of the front tire was able to stay up, so I was all good. Um, And I I did that to a degree, but then it started raining, and Fabio come through, and I was actually really surprised with his pace. We had a little bit of a tussle there. It was a lot of fun, and then uh, it really started coming down. And we both sort of buttoned off, I was behind him, and honestly, he was, I think it was just his position on the track. He was a little bit more on the inside. I was a little bit more on the outside. I was just trying to stop literally. out both my feet pretty much on the ground, trying to stop for turn 11, and it, both tyres, like, first the rear went, then the front went. I was like, <laughs> and I was like, just aim for the gravel, and as soon as I get in there, I'll be right, because there'll be grip in the gravel at least. <laughs> so I railed it in and uh, was able to jump across, get the other bike, apparently spinning in pit lane. So I was able to do the double long lap penalty. And um, well, once I went out, I saw Rins crash at the top of the hill. And then uh, it was just Fabio and Mark left, and I thought, okay, long long race to go still. I'll be able to work, work my way back on him. And I caught a bit back immediately, and then Mark crashed, and then Fabio was doing a really good job out front. So I just got as close as I could get to him without passing and then did one long lap next lap another long lap and then I was like all right work to him and and uh try to get the pass done got it done and was able to just control the race from there on out pretty much uh, the fantastic thing here in Le Mans you can sort of see where your rivals are especially when you come out of the last corner you can see I can see Zarco coming and I can see Fabio sort of going back and I can see then of course then passing uh, Fabio so I was just able to ride my own race there at the front and I don't believe it it's, it's, it feels fantastic to be back here again and uh, This, fingers crossed, you know we can be back on the box. I'm I'm happy just to be on the podium in Mugello, but uh, you know it's an amazing way to go into the team's home Grand Prix.
2: The double on that penalty clearly it didn't disturb you, Jack, and you nailed absolutely both of them. You didn't lose too much ground, but were you concerned at that stage that it it might
3: have cost you the chance to fight for the victory? There was still a long way to go. Still a long way to go, and I knew how much I could sort of catch Fabio through the first sector, especially. I was just letting the bike roll through Turn One, and I was able to reel in a lot of time there. And then, yeah, like I was unsure because also the, the asphalt uh, in the long lap penalty is the older stuff. And I remember from back in the day, it used to be pretty slippery, so I went in there. I'm pretty sure the lap of the second long lap penalty was a lot better than the first one because I'd I, I never even looked at it all weekend, to be honest. And then, uh, I had to go through it. So the first one was very average, going, and then the second one I was able to uh, to get a little bit cleaner and understand how it was. But yeah, then I saw Fabio, didn't get too much and I was able to get him, I think, at two laps after the second one, and yeah, it didn't phase us too much. I just tried to really just keep calm and not stress too much about it. Like I said, I had a long time, I knew what the conditions were like, I'd done plenty of laps all weekend and in that sort of semi-wet or full-wet, semi-wet all the rubbish conditions, done a lot of laps in it, so uh, I knew just be calm, we'll be able to work on him and, and that was the biggest thing, was just keeping my composure I think with everything that went
2: on. Like you say Jack, you were fast in all kinds of conditions this weekend because we've had everything, mixed conditions, full dry, full wet. As the track was drying out with that Michelin soft rear end tyre on, we saw you
3: signal to the pit box, were you thinking at what point you to come in? Yeah I was thinking it, I really was thinking it but I didn't know the gaps to after giant and that or or how big it was and then it was borderline already I think it was like seven laps to go and I thought it's at least let's say 40 seconds to go through pit lane I want to say because it's such a long pit lane here and then the out lap the first sector was a bit touch and go still at the end there so I'm glad I didn't but uh, I was thinking it for a bit there. What a
2: turnaround, Jack. I mean, it was a difficult start of the season. There were circumstances involved with a tyre problem, maybe in, in Qatar, the yeah, arm yeah. pump as well, obviously, which we know was a, a speed-limiting factor. But the transformation has been incredible. I guess you don't feel like you're any a different rider from Qatar to these last two Grand
3: Prixs. It's just the fact that you've got the momentum now and exactly. a bit more confidence. Just a bit more confidence. And, you, yeah, just able, it's the ball's rolling, it's going, you know. And it's generally something I've done throughout my career So I get stronger as the season goes on. I hate the first ones, but... Um, yeah, we're able to get it going, and it just feels amazing to not have to worry even one bit about the arm and just focus on what I need to do. And like you say, I'm. I've trained my ass off this year, and I continue to do so in the weeks. I keep saying to the boys, we just keep training like we're losing, and all will be good, and that's all we we'll keep doing. There's a lot more hangovers coming in
2: Townsville now tomorrow morning, which I'm not sure you're not going to be... Hopefully it won't be as big as the last <laughs> one, but we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. Well, after the last race Jack in Jerez, we were bombarded with people asking about the absence of the
3: shoey after the win. Today it was back. Well, Fabio said that he liked it a lot when Ricardo did it, so I thought it was going allowed. but then he obviously wanted a drink today, didn't he?
2: <laughs> Jack, it's awesome to see you on, uh, on top form, back-to-back wins in MotoGP. Huge congratulations. I'm delighted to say for the second time in two races, Fever Miller, mate. Fever Thanks, Miller. Fever.
3: Cheers, mate. Congratulations, buddy. Back to you, Steve, in the studio.
0: Yeah, Viva Miller, indeed. Uh, An excellent victory. Always great to hear from uh, Jack Miller. Simon, we know that Jack Miller's got a never-say-die attitude out on circuit. We know he's one of the bravest out there, supremely talented. But the key word that he mentioned himself there is keeping composure in a race like that. Because a Jack of old would have probably got carried away or a bit overexcited at a couple of points. This is the moment he speeded in pit lane. He said he, wasn't, he didn't realise he will when he watches it back. Yep. Um, but it's so difficult in conditions like this
1: and to keep your composure, and that's what he did. Um, I was mentioning to you last night, Steve, how in the wet it's a completely different race than in the dry you know in the wet if someone comes past you or sorry if uh, in the dry if somebody's there you're kind of fighting with them you know in the wet you have to ride your own race and that's what he meant by uh, we'll work on them, you know, because you, you've got to just feel what your bike and tyres are doing. You don't worry about them. Just do what you're doing and they come back towards you. As soon as you try and fight with someone, that's when you end up going down, you know, because you're not thinking about what your tyres feel like out there in those slippery conditions. But, yeah, Jack, I mean, he's getting experience now. He's been around a while, so and he's starting to show
0: it. And what do you think this now means it 's clearly uh, from getting that win and, and the confidence he 's carried through to this round uh, it 's looking like Jack now has thrown himself straight back into championship contention
1: yes, and Magello, I know he is not he 'll be happy with the podium, but you're going to a track that is Ducati strong. Mm-hmm. And this is brilliant to come away from the last two going into another strong Ducati track. He's got a really good chance.
0: Well, uh, one man who looked overjoyed with a podium here today at his home race, his first podium in MotoGP in Le Mans as well. And he said it felt like a victory. is Fabio quattararo quite an eventful race for the Frenchman as well. Dante not Matt?
2: Yeah, thanks a lot Steve. Yeah, It was a very eventful home Grand Prix for Fabio Quattararo, just like last October, starting on pole position, the rain this time fell just after the start, Fabio, when you got a really good launch away on slick tyres, and then of course everything changed with the rain coming, we had strong winds, sunshine, rain, everything happened in that race, but you celebrated like it was a victory, you said it felt like a victory, and you back leaned the World Championship, it was almost a perfect day.
4: Yes, honestly, it uh, was the strangest race of my life, because I was there in P3, it was starting to rain and I, in the beginning Maverick and Jack was taking it a bit carefully and I said, okay, I, I need to overtake and, uh, and uh, yeah, I make great overtaking the chicane. Um, then I, when it was starting to rain a lot, I say, why is not red flag? You know, and I said, fuck, we are in MotoGP, so we have a second bike to go. I saw the white flag, I said, yeah, it's true. And um, then uh, in turn nine, I nearly lose the rear in, the, in turn nine, because it was wow, massive, massive difference. Uh, so I came really carefully, I think the guys catch me a lot in, in this. But um, yeah, I take it carefully. Get the wrong bike. I was going to jump in the Mavericks bike. Uh, then I I, I just run a lot to my bike, jump. But was a great experience, and most of all, we never expect to make a podium in uh, in, the, in these conditions. So yeah, I'm so happy, and uh, yeah we make a step in that conditions.
2: Like you say, Fabio, it's your first experience of the flag-to-flag scenario in MotoGP, and obviously it's high pressure, so much is going on, you're trying to think about staying upright first on slicks in the rain just to get back to the pits to get the second bike. And how difficult was it to quickly adapt and adjust to a completely different bike in different conditions when you're out on the
4: wet bike? It can't be easy. Honestly, it was so difficult, and we make a small change in um in the warm-up was good because the last two laps I made many mistakes and we were still there but I never expect to finish on the podium in that condition when I saw was 20 laps remaining with the soft, soft and was drying up, I said, okay, uh, we are not in a great position. But then I saw that the gap with Taka was big. Then I saw was Johan, but he was, yeah, so fast. And I think with the tire combination he have from middle of the race at the end was much better. And then was Alex Marquez Banyaya, but at the end, I pushed a lot because Banyaya was coming so fast, I think he made the fastest lap of the race and uh, yeah, I, I hold my first podium on the on the wet. Always a special feeling as well to do it right here in France. A shame you didn't have the home
2: crowd here, but Fabio, you're back in top of the World Championship standing as well. I mean, it just shows what a difference two weeks makes, the highs and lows of a MotoGP race, the disappointment of the arm pump problem last time out in Jerez, but here you are now two weeks later in your home Grand Prix, on the podium and leading the World Championship. That must give you a, a lot of confidence moving forward, going to Mugello and Barcelona.
4: Yes, and honestly, it feels, feels really good because uh, you know, when you think back about Jerez it's a big shame because I was there to yeah to win uh, to be to be clear with you because I was feeling so great, and uh, when you have this surgery, uh, it was tough to accept, but then you say, okay, uh, it happens um, and we arrived here straight away in fP two in the dry condition. Oh, I felt good, a bit pain, but on the race, maybe it 's even better that we have this condition that you know, don't make 27 laps at the limit. Now it was more like mental, and uh, we did it, so honestly, after surgery and everything to be on the podium is, is amazing. And I think you're
2: responsible as well for the return of the Jack Miller shoeie. There was a lot of fans disappointed after he won in Jerez, where he didn't drink yes. out of his boot. And He's just said it's your fault. You wanted to have a little sip of the Prosecco. So is it your, uh, your, you have to thank you for bringing the shoeie back?
4: Yes. Uh, and also in the press conference I made a mistake. I thought it was from... From my friend Ricardo, but it was from him the first time. So I said, "Okay, is uh, the moment to do it." Uh, it's like uh, a story. So yeah, the taste was not the best, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Great to see you on the podium,
2: Fabio, and you're leading the world championship going to Magello. Huge congratulations! You really deserved it after a very Thank tough match. Back to you guys in the studio, Steve.
0: Yeah, thanks, Matt. Thanks to Fabio Quattararo. Uh, a great job from him. Uh, Simon, on screen in a moment here, we're going to see some highlights of his race because it, his was also eventful, much like Jack's was as well. We're going to see some uh, footage here as well. So this was the great overtake into yeah. turn three.
1: I mean, to me, that was clearly he was like, what are you boys doing? It's not that wet. <laughs> you know? And uh, we've all been in that situation where it's you're uh, just not sure. And he was so here yeah, was. oh.
0: That's yeah. a turn eight, great move back yep. on, Jack, and then it starts to rain. It's it terrifying
1: for yeah. me. Like, yeah, really not knowing if the boys are gonna stay on. Really, really scary. Fantastic
0: ride from Fabio Quattararo. This is obviously coming out of turn three. This was the mistake he made in the, the pits. Black bike swap, yeah. He goes into Maverick Vinales he he missed his bike yeah he took he took it into Maverick's spot and then had to run past ah, and see. then onto his own bike and that is the reason why he then incurred a long lap penalty because he hindered another rider yep. yep and so here we go here's his long lap penalty as well the most important aspect of this simon um for fabio is in the past on bad days or rough days he's not been able to finish on the podium
1: well for me uh, jack's eyes are smiling he's over the moon Quattararo, to me, looks relieved. Yeah. You know? Relieved his arm works, relieved that he can ride in the rain here because he had an all-practice. Even his team manager was surprised, you know, pleasantly. So I think he's relieved. Well, let's go back down to
0: Simon. Uh, after the disappointment of Portugal and a bit of a flat weekend in Jerez a couple of weeks ago, Joanne Zarco is back on the podium and on home turf as well. Second place for him today. Over to you, Matt.
2: Yeah, an excellent home Grand Prix for Joanne Zarco. Two Frenchmen on the podium in Le Mans and two Ducati's on the podium as well. Joanne, second place in really, really difficult circumstances, changing track conditions, strong winds, rain, sunshine. That race seemed to have absolutely everything. So you must be delighted at the end of it to take a really good 20 points for the championship.
5: You said everything. Uh, my start has been bad and I have to avoid uh, Franco uh, Morbidelli that he got a little problem on the bike and get wide on the first corner and then do the first chicane. Really, I've lost too many positions. But just after one lap, get some rain. Nobody stops. I stay with them to play my game. But then a lot of rain on the second lap came and has been pretty difficult to go to pit lane with the slick tires because you know that you can crash at any time. When I swapped the bike, I was in P5 and um, was already good. But the choice of the medium rear tire with a lot of water on the track, um, I've lost a bit of time. I need four laps to feel good on the bike and feel my rear tire ready. Then from that, I could be quite fast and gain position. A bit late to get the victory, but no not disappointed at all, because second place in this kind of condition. Win was pretty strong. Uh, we got win all the weekend, but not in that direction and not that strong. So that's why the references were different. It was easy to do a mistake. That's why still be in the championship with these 20 points, third now in the championship, is perfect for, for the next races.
2: You're riding so well yourself, Charm, but I think the story of 2021 in many respects has been the versatility of the Ducati. Five podiums now in five Grand Prix, a couple of wins, and it seems like now this year's bike, it works at different race tracks in different kind of conditions. It seems like it's a, a rounded competitive motorcycle in, in all scenarios now, which must give you a lot of encouragement moving forward into the championship.
5: It gives a very high confidence and in uh, a double first and second in a uh, in Gires and here it's so positive for for us I mean us like as Ducati that uh, will bring a lot of uh, happiness uh, inside all Ducati riders and all people are working for us, so pretty important before the home race in Mugello. so yeah uh, that's good, and that's also is helping to to feel that you have something uh, that is working so you can free your mind and, and just go.
2: You've had three second places already so far this year. That first win, it, it keeps coming closer and closer and closer. Do you feel like
5: your time will come very, very soon? I hope so. Uh, but clearly, if I got many second places to play the second places to play the championship, I will happy in the same way. Uh, if I got so focused on the victory, and I do mistake because I want to catch it at any cost, it will be a mistake. So I think it will come when it will has to come and then I will, when I will be perfectly ready to, to catch it. Just before we let you go and start the celebrations
2: after a home podium show and next up is Mugello, a crucial home track for Ducati, they've had such a strong start to the season, we know it's a circuit that the, that the bike works very well at, we saw you in Qatar do 225 miles an hour, what do you think will be the top speeds and how do you think the performance of the Ducati will work because potentially, I mean you thought maybe this weekend was a good chance of a, the first ever all Ducati top three, but Magello seems like it will be another really strong
5: possibility. Uh, it's true, uh, on the paper the, the Mugello track is going well for the Ducati. Uh, when I see the advantage we can have on small track, I'm quite curious to go in Mugello with the Ducati, it will be the first time for me and I think many riders will be happy to go back to Mugello that it's finally two years that we are not there. and. Um, also, uh, between the Tuscan mountain, we can have a, a tricky weather. But if we have a nice sun, uh, we have to work well because, yes, uh, maybe a, a full Ducati podium is really possible. Great job today, show and it's a shame that the French fans weren't here to
2: see it in person. But I'm sure they were watching on their TVs, cheering both you and Fabio one, two riders, two French riders on the podium in France. Huge congratulations! Okay. Quick in French. Thanks very much to uh, Jean Zarco, thanks to Matt there
0: as well. Uh- Brilliant, brilliant ride again from Joanne Zarco, his third second place finish of the season and just referencing there how important it is to just make sure you get the jobs done and don't panic for the race victory, something that Joan Mir did to great effect in 2020. But all in all, uh, important to remember how far back Joanne was. He just mentioned the race start. These are some of the overtakes from uh, Joanne you're going to see in just a moment. No, nope, they're not shots of Joanne. Um, but Joanne, he, he made a terrible, terrible start. So he must be delighted to fight through to the podium.
1: Yeah. Um, You know, that is the thing that is possible to do more so when you have dodgy conditions. You know, it doesn't. We spoke of that last night. It doesn't matter quite as much as long as you don't fall off. Um, You can battle your way back through, you know, and he did a great job. Um, You know, I'm remembering John was one of the first guys when all the complaints were getting made last year about the ducati not you know not using the rear tire not and i remember often he would be the fastest guy and uh it was almost um i don't think the ducati's changed that much i think it's more the riders have figured out how to use it and joan was one of the first uh jacked a few tracks now they all are it's like they've all you know found out what the key is and uh, and we're using it to really good effect good on them
0: we're running out of time. Um, the LCR boys had a good ride out today. Both of their riders inside the top 10. Suzuki had a disastrous day. We'll try and pick the bones out of that when we go to Mugello in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, but we have got to talk about um, Tech 3. They had a fantastic effort, both Petrucci and A Great job.
3: Yep,
1: I'm super happy you brought that up because... Um, both of those guys needed a boost, and they got one today. It was really good. Um, when I look at the uh, results sheet, the ones that leap out at me are Danilo and Alex Marquez. They've both had such a tough time lately, and they had a great result, great rides today. You know, Alex was up to, I think it was fourth or fifth at one stage. So, yeah, they're, they're going to go away a boost you know which is what you need to get through those tough times
0: again we haven't got really time to discuss maverick vignales valentino rossi franco morbidelli who had some trouble earlier on but i do want to just finish with a word on peco Bagnaia from 16th on the grid sort of slowly without us sort of seeing going under the radar and picking riders off. Matt said it in the commentary box that sort of the, the sort of points that are required for a world championship fourth yes. place. That is an excellent result.
1: That is, I agree with Matt is whenever I look at pico this year it's a long year we've only a short time into it you know not many races but he's starting to feel like the Juan Mere of last year isn't he? He just he always finishes it Touchwood. touchwood. And uh, and he's fast at some, like, super. uh, There's another win on the way for him.
0: Well, the wait is over for a flag-to-flag race. For the first time since Brunos 2017, we've seen one today. It's back-to-back wins for Jack Miller. And it's now 16 points between four riders. Lovely, as we head into Italy. Simon, thanks, as ever, for your help this weekend. To Matt Burt as well, and from myself, Steve Day. We'll see you in the Tuscan Hills in Italy, Magello next time up. See you there.